podcast with honest talk on honest topics i'm maddie i'm carden i'm kelby um so we know this isn't actually early for most people <laughs> but it is nine in the morning for us here in victoria it <laughs> feels early it's so early we were like oh we're gonna get up this morning and do a podcast episode and then actually i'm not gonna lie i had a pretty great time it, it was like it could have been worse getting up oh yeah like realistically i didn't get up until 8 30 it's not it's not like, woe is me. I just feel kind of like in a blur. I know. Yeah. I'm drinking my first cup of coffee right now. Yeah. Great feeling. So uh, if our voices all sound a little rougher than normal, <laughs> that's why. Um, yeah, we thought that this week we would talk about rom-coms yeah. or romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. Just to clarify. Um, um, yeah, we had a night last night. We had a little slumber party, you know, um, watched, you know, some rom-coms, had a good time. And uh, we were kind of, like, interested in maybe addressing it as a topic for um, why they're problematic, problematic infuriating. Why, infuriating, why we still like them so much, yeah. why do we still watch them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last night, we watched He's Just Not That Into You, and I swear the whole time, I was, like, tensed up. I was so annoyed. I was just, like, cringing. Like, my eyes were twitching, and I was just like, why? Yeah. I'm offended on multiple levels. Yeah. I think that the funniest part about it was like, I mean, I don't know what year was it, like sometime in the early 2000s, which I feel like was like a like a boom point for rom-coms. Like mm-hmm, all of the yeah. classic rom-coms came out around that time, you know, like 13 going on 30 and how to lose a guy in 10 days and stuff. Um, and I, I almost feel like it, it kind of tried to be progressive in a way, like it was like, oh, we're representing like queer people. And we also had that one guy who got burned by the girl the tables were turned. You know what I mean? It's like they like tried, but you're still kind of like, oh, yeah. you're still just so yeah. far. Yeah. No, this, so this was funny. So in this film, there's like, they do represent some like queer folks. Um, first of all, they're basically all like white and thin and attractive. And but also kind of came in hordes. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Is, I was like, they traveled in fucking packs. It was like, you couldn't get one gay person or one queer person. <laughs> they all had to come together and be like, oh, so you have love problems? Let <laughs> us, your, your friendly neighborhood gays. Literally, you. it was so odd that like, they were like giving like all of this advice, like, they were the ones to go to advice to, you know, was, kind of thing. It was like, just funny. Like, it was a funny dynamic. As a dynamic. queer person, am I supposed to, like, give <laughs> people love advice? I don't exactly. feel <laughs> <laughs> It was, so that was one little, uh, I mean, that maybe doesn't go for every rom-com, but no. that one in particular, I was like, what the fuck is yeah. that? Yeah, that was a... And also, I was saying this beforehand, like, I feel like because this is really embarrassing, but I actually read the book in high school, the How to Lose a Guy in 10 Day books. 10, what am I saying? (laughs) Not that one. He's just not that into you book. I would love if that was a book, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Ugh. (laughs) Anyways. Um... And I remember, like, I think I was just at that, like, prime age where I wasn't really questioning it just yet. I was like, you're probably right. Everything you're telling me is right. And actually, okay, I will say, there is validity to the statement where if someone's treating you like shit, you should not continue to hang out with them. Yeah. But the way that it was being represented in this movie was 
so odd it was like constantly like a condescending guy talking to a girl who's being like over analyzing everything and being ridiculous and trying to sink her claws so deep into all these men and also just incredibly heteronormative behavior and like gendered stereotypes but it was like it just seemed like so condescending how it was like being communicated well and so that's one of the really irritating things about like current rom-coms and like rom-coms that came out not that long ago is they don't represent, for the most part, uh, women who are happy being by themselves. Yeah. Like, even when you see one where, like, like she's doing great and she, like, she doesn't need anyone, she eventually finds someone and she realizes she's happier. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> Not everyone needs someone. And I just think it's a really toxic idea of, like, until you find your person, you are not good enough and you're incomplete mm. and you don't even know that you're missing something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's that's just, like, a bad message to send people. No, that's so true. I don't know. Yeah, it was just, like, also super irritating to watch, like, I also remember this, I remember this in this movie and also How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, but, like, obviously, like, there is that stereotype that, like, women are gonna be, like, I don't know, like, what's the word? Just, like, overbearing in, like, a, like, like clingy. A, a clingy and, like, a heteronormative relationship and, like, just, like, constantly, like, being the one to call all the time, overanalyzing everything, waiting by the phone, and it's, like, but these really, like, intense things, and I'm, like, nobody actually does that. Like, it yeah. was to a degree that was, like, insane. Remember, yeah. it was also, they did that a little bit in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I mean, ironically, but there was also that one character who was, like, kind of oh yeah you know what <laughs> I mean head? yeah who is like kind of like all over the place but like I mean yes like <laughs> I guess some people are like that but it's like <laughs> why would you just assume that everyone and it's always, always like that? and it's always the women yeah. it's never the guys it's always the women who are crazy and clingy like I hate the word clingy yeah. you know like I just think it is like so misrepresenting of like what like because I guess like to other people, I feel like I would be considered clingy, but <laughs> it's like, it's like, I want to be you're around my boyfriend. But also, yeah, it's like, like, I feel like you're also, like, a very, like, you're, you're not, like, a, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, a really out there-ish per- like, I feel like, like, you can still be reliant on someone and not be, like, insane. I feel like the representation well, that they show of women who are, like, quote-unquote clingy is, like, borderline insane. And, like, yeah. stalker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be fair- the behavior of the women that they show in this film is, like, scary and inappropriate and, and it is, like, like crossing boundaries yeah. of, like, mm-hmm. how you should, like, be interested in other people. But the fact that it's supposed to represent how women actually operate oh, on a yeah. normal basis yeah. is really fucked up. And also the fact that there's even supposed to be, like, a this is how women behave, this is how men behave. Also, like, there's lots of people that don't fall into women and men. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do they do? No, exactly. Um, yeah. It, it's just, it's a weird genre, guys. And I have to say, though, as much as I sit there and I cringe, there's still something about it that, like, I will go back and watch it and I'll sit there and I'll cringe and I'll be like, oh, this is so fucked up. But I'm like, what do you think psychologically it is? Is it, like, a comfort thing? Well, I think, like, because that was the first time I've ever watched, um he's just not that into you Mm -hmm. and for me I was cringing the entire time I was like what the fuck is this who who did this but even like okay I feel like a good example would be like like 13 going on 30 yeah but that movie nostalgia up the wall exactly I think it's because like we like some of them we watched as like kids and like you know like middle school and that kind of thing so it's 100% a comfort thing like yeah I definitely have shows that 
are so awful just so awful in so many different areas but like i love watching them it's like kind of like my guilty pleasure oh, almost yeah. that's literally well, gilmore girls like well, no exactly i i do think that's that's completely it is it's nostalgia because when i see rom-coms like this or like like really problematic television now like this that i didn't watch as a kid i don't enjoy it so yeah like, same. I, like my recent example was i tried watching when harry met sally and, like, even though it's, like, a classic, I was watching it and I was like, holy fuck, this is so offensive. And so I turned it off because yeah. I actually didn't enjoy it. Um, I so, have that with... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, I have that with Pretty Women. I watched that around, like, Christmas time. Oh, and I was yeah. kind of like, oh. <laughs> oh, my soul. Um, yeah, no. I So I, I do think it's nostalgia because when I enjoy watching something like this, I'm like, I just feel like safe and like i don't have to think too much yeah that's also just reality tv which is also to this day reality tv gets away with a lot of shit that they shouldn't that they shouldn't be able to get away with and i feel like it's just it is it's like completely mindless yeah that's exactly what it is but yeah gilmore girls is a great example of a show that i love i've probably never seen a show as many times as gilmore girls and i find it so comforting but watching so like listening to some of the things they say i'm like this is fucked up. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I know, it is. It's like, that, it, yeah, the early 2000s were just like a weird era for that, I feel like. Because yeah. it's like when you go back to like, I don't know, like movies from like the 80s and 90s, they were almost like a little like shamelessly misogynistic. Yeah. Because it was like... Like they cashed in on it. Yeah, and then like as you got into like the early 2000s it was a little bit more like okay so we can't be totally sexist all the time but at the same time like there's still things that are a bit of a gray area we can sneak it in yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i um i even think about just dialing it back a little bit to the ways in which rom-coms and the messages they send are really toxic not just to the way they speak about women but the way they speak about men too oh yeah so and again, keeping in mind that this whole conversation is super binary because that's the way that these films are designed, mm-hmm. not because that's the way we think the world exists. Um, but like depicted in this movie, quote like no man wants to be married, and mm-hmm. like like marriage is like a prison, and any man that tells you he wants to be married or wants to be like long term committed is lying. is lying to you and lying to himself, and it's just this really fucked up way of being like men aren't supposed to care mm-hmm. as much about their partners, aren't supposed to feel that kind of love for people. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing that, like, really, really disturbed me was the part where it was, like, if she's not sleeping with you kind of thing. Like, and, Yeah, they within, had little like, messages that was, like, if she's not doing X, or if he's not doing X, um, he's just not that into you. Yeah, but there was, like, this clip of this one guy being, like, if she's not sleeping with you in four weeks, like, just leave, just, just leave. And it's, like, like, on both sides, that's not what it's about all the time, you know? Like, there's so much more than that, and I just, like, I found that so disturbing that it's, like, portraying that's, like, all guys want, and then that's, like, what women need to give them kind of thing. Mm. It's also a contributor to things like rape culture is to be, like, like, if she's not sleeping with you, then you leave. Like, being like, oh, here's an ultimatum is, like, yeah. like even if someone doesn't want to have sex with you, like, like in this certain amount of time, like, then you, like, like tell them that they're not enough for you yeah. and, like, walk away. Or they're that's, doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's super fucked up. I mean, also just the whole idea that throughout the narrative, it was always these, like, the male characters that were, um, 
I don't know what the word would be almost just like they were they were supposed to be the ones that were so sure of themselves and like oh if he Super doesn't confident. yeah if he doesn't call you if he doesn't want to get married if he doesn't want to do he this he knows like, what he wants yeah also so he's the one always calling the shots and b he's the one that's always like super confident controls the situation like should be the one to you know always call you first and if he doesn't call you it automatically means that he just isn't interested in you like god forbid he's you know maybe shy or yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. like that it's yeah. like, they, it was just put everything in such, like, black and white standards. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, yeah, there was the really disturbing part where, like, one of the women thinks that, um, like, a guy is into her and then starts to go for it, basically, and initiate, and he's like, did I ask you out? Like, if I didn't ask you out, then I'm not interested. And it's so fucked up, because, like, yeah. like completely like you're saying eliminates the possibility that like maybe a woman would ask a man out i'm just gonna go ahead and say like my like my last long-term relationship that was a really positive relationship i asked my partner out and we had a discussion about it after and he's like like i'm so happy you did but i wouldn't have like like worked up the nerve to do that i asked paul out yeah (laughs) even though he likes to like deny it i did (laughs) it was me yeah no like it's just like a poor message to send is to be like if you're interested in someone, your, like, gender is what mm-hmm. should stand yeah. between you and that person. Yeah. yeah. It's also just, like, these messages that are kind of being funneled through these movies, especially when you're watching them as a young person, like, exactly like what we were saying about the whole nostalgia thing, when you're watching them as a kid, you just internalize everything so differently. Yeah. You know, it's like you just, like, trust the messages that are being fed to you. I mean, this is obviously just, like, a problem in a lot of different ways and just rom-coms. But, and a lot of other media. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But it's just like, I definitely think like my perspective on love and relationships and dating when I was younger was so muddied because I like consumed so much media like this. Like yeah. I just automatically assumed so many things about a relationship. One of them being that, oh, well, like my number one like goal when once I'm, you know, older, once I'm a young adult should be, you know, to find a husband or to get married to someone or like that. Like just all those things that like totally like retrospectively looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, like I can't believe I thought that way as a kid. Well it's it's really hard to understand yourself in like in a context where your actual like personality doesn't exist, right? Like it's yeah. not being represented. I do actually wonder this, like as someone who like didn't come out as queer until this year. I do kind of wonder how much of an impact there was on the fact that I oh, don't see mm. like bi women represented in yeah any of the kind of like love media content that I consumed as a kid. Media representation is so important to like your growth and your like self understanding and stuff, and yeah. it's so upsetting that you know we kind of grew up in such like a binary heteronormative like time of media. I feel like it's like somewhat getting better like it's it's at least trying to like poke its head out a little bit it's still really white it is yeah but you know it's like i guess an example would be like ariel who's being played by uh hallie bailey i think she's like kind of like a uh in like some disney sitcoms and stuff but um she's like a person of color and she's going to play ariel who was first depicted as like a white redhead and you know there's been so much controversy about this but like it's 
so nice to see that like that's being represented you know and a lot of people are like oh like people with red hair aren't being represented in media enough like, like that and i was like are you, you kidding it's me? not the same thing yeah like fuck it's a total off. like reverse racism it is 100 percent. yeah but like it's so nice to see that like you know it's kind of like coming out a little bit more i mean i do still worry with like all the remakes of like Disney shit about the ways in which we're just like remaking stories that still like over sexualize mm. women and like 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 condescend to women and teach women that there's like a specific role and teach men that there's a specific role they're supposed to play and completely invisibilize tons and tons of different groups. Yeah. Like I I understand that they're trying to take what have been like classic movies for a lot of people and make them in a lot of ways better. But part of me is like, fuck, just ditch those movies and move on to something that's not problematic. Especially how, like, controversial it gets because, like, Disney is such a widespread, like, people, like, a lot, like, there's a lot, like, people all over, you know, North America consume Disney. And that, like, goes around, like, a lot of different, like, political groups and stuff like that. And it's, like, it's really, like, I feel like people aren't going to do anything, like, huge or outlandish as often as they maybe you know, mm-hmm. or, like, breaking like, the norms as much as they should be because people are gonna be so upset about they it. They want to, well, like, generalize it so everybody yeah. enjoys it yeah. kind of thing. Well, this is, like, and this is still a ton of media, is looking at the ways in which very specific types of bodies are still represented. So, like, I think that there's a little more variation now than maybe in the early 2000s of, like, maybe not all stick-thin women, but, like, maybe some women that are a little bit bigger, but you do not see big women. Mm. In basically, like, you would never see, like, a Disney movie where the lead is, like, not just, like, not a double zero, but, like, a big woman, right? Yeah. That, in a lot of, um, of media, like, the bigger women are, like, loud and obnoxious and, like, mm. a little bit crass. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm thinking, like, Rebel Wilson yeah. in a lot of films or, like, Melissa McCarthy who get, like, I don't know, assigned to these really unflattering, stereotype-reinforcing mm-hmm. roles. It's, like... There's a comfort zone, and even though it's being pushed a little bit, not very it's not much. It's being pushed no. enough, yeah. No, a lot of things haven't changed. I think that's also, like, okay, this is a little, like, not embarrassing to admit, but, like, we, like, as a house this last year recently watched, like, the most recent um, season of The Bachelorette, <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't watched in so long, and I, I think that was an interesting reminder of, like... <laughs> How fucking weird that show is because oh, I would watch it when I was a kid and I once again didn't really think that much about it. No, and I was like, wow, they're so lucky. Yeah, like, and like look at them. They're like, all, you they're know, finding love. Yeah, and you're watching so it. Beautiful. Yeah. And oh, then, geez. oh my god, even like watching the finale this year. I mean, like, there's parts of it where you're like, yeah. You go, Hannah. You speak for your. Sorry, Hannah's the bachelor. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> no, I shouldn't just assume. Um, like where it's like you'll see like you know. Obviously, people do represent depictions of, like, like strong women and, like, what was this season, like, just, like, the whole thing that, what was the guy's name that we really hated? Luke P. Luke P., how she would always, like, obviously, like, stand up for herself and her sexuality and stuff, and, like, that was nice to see, but there was still so much to watch where I was like, oh, boy. Also, she's, like, a, like, a thin, thin, really attractive, blonde, white woman Mm -hmm. from, like, Clearly, at least a like a pretty well off background. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like no diversity whatsoever. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
religion is often allowed to play a significant role as long as it's Christianity or Catholicism. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't follow it very carefully. I'll normally watch, like, the finale. Yeah. Um, if I'm around, but... Like, I've never seen a bachelorette who was clearly faithful about a faith that isn't Christianity. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't comment to that because I haven't watched it very consistently, but I would yeah. assume you're right. Well, that's, like, it's, that plays a role in, like, so many other things than just, like, media. Like, I know, like, I don't know. I think it was Quebec. They wanted, like, they wanted, like, a secular government kind of thing, but they were, they wanted to keep, like, the cross that was in the courtroom or whatever, <laughs> and it was, like... What well, the fuck? What? Yeah, and that was super fucked up because the ways in which they were banning religious, like, like it was, was like headdresses. Very and, specific like, to like non-Western, non-white. Yeah, exactly. Religions. It was being pitched as a like let's secularize, but in ways where it wouldn't impact people that wanted to wear like Christian Catholic. Exactly. Religious Ugh, content. Just so other fucked people. up. It was so yeah. It was so fucking. Ah. But like. It's, like, so interesting how, like, society is just still perpetuating this, like, heteronormative, white, like, thin, beautiful, like, oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I worry, like... Will it ever change? Well, that, but also that, like, a lot of what we're seeing isn't even things changing. It's just people, like, trying to mask it more. Yeah. Like, that it's just, like, pushed down. Or and, like, what I... Yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say, too, is, like, there is more of a push, I would say now than ever for like increased diversity in media and sometimes when you see stuff you're like oh that was forced yeah or oh that was like you know what I mean just like it's done in such a way that's like come on guys and this isn't to say like I think like affirmative action and like getting oh yeah 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 like like, it's super important to like purposefully cast like diverse populations it's just like it's not done well a lot it's of the time. It's just like, way. here is one, like, token person that represents a group, and now they're in this very white film, but mm-hmm. there, see, there's one, there's one person that represents diversity. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, sometimes, you, it, like, crosses your mind, but I think that's just, like, me with everything, because I can be a little, like, <laughs> pessimistic about things. No, like, Especially with, like, advertising and stuff, like, you know, when it's, like, you see brands, which that's, like, it goes back and forth, because you're, like, that's great, like, even for Pride Week and stuff, all of the different, like, marketing things that would come out, and you'd be like, oh, that's nice, but you're also like, I wonder, like, how many of these companies genuinely support these values? You know what yeah. I mean? It's things like that, but then you go back and forth because you're like, but obviously it's... Like, it's better to be... Yeah, no, totally. Like, every bank downtown was flying a Pride flag or, like, had, like, some sort of, like, Pride branding for the month of June, and I was like, oh, on the one hand, that's better than being, like, explicitly hateful. On the yeah. other hand, like... Like, I, I really like my bank, thanks, TD, but, like, what do you actually fucking do for yeah. the LGBTQ2 plus community? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's be real, a lot of it is just, like, doing the talk and then not doing the walk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, like, so they don't get, like, shit on by, like, wider society. That's you know, the they, they're doing Yeah, thing. they're doing it so that they're, like, oh, look at us, like, yeah. we're so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's also not to shit on people who are genuinely... <laughs> genuinely trying to like make like valid like i don't know like but at the same contribution contributions but yeah it's just like you kind of question it sometimes i just i think that there are like intentional and like careful ways to be like an ally and there are really careless and kind of self-serving ways and i think a lot that of are like time, easy like how easy is it choose to, to do the latter yeah <laughs> Um, this is just a little side note, but if anyone wants to listen to another podcast that does is, did, it's not running anymore, but it's still up, um, the super funny analyses of 
The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. <laughs> you should listen to Rose Buddies by Griffin McElroy and Rachel McElroy. It is super funny. <laughs> Just so you know, if you want some funny media about <laughs> The Bachelor and so The Bachelorette. Didn't, you didn't watch The Bachelorette, but you listened to podcasts yes. about it. <laughs> Confirmed. What's new, honestly, where I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, ooh, a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. T- tell me more about this thing. Um, well, on that note, do we want to wrap it up yeah. here? Thanks Woo! for listening to our rant about rom coms, guys. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if you have either like positive rom coms that you'd suggest we watch if we mm. don't want to be angered, or rom coms that you think we should watch to be angered, <laughs> we would happily take suggestions. So please DM us at New Sincerity Podcast and maybe give us a follow while you're there on <laughs> Instagram. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell your local DVD rental store owner. If it still exists. If it's still open. <laughs> I started saying that I was going to be like, your local blockbuster, and then I was like, fuck. <laughs> well, well, what year am I living in? Where am I? Okay, well, we hope that everyone has a great week. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye! Bye.